five, five, four, four three, three, two, two one. Blast off! Oh boy. I, lately I've been forgetting, more and more often I've been forgetting what I'm supposed to do at the beginning of these. I tried to do it European style. Oh yeah, you did style. do a European four, which confused um, me. I am, I am the new series of um, Call My Agent, These Poissant has come back onto Netflix. So I am watching the French the French Comedia television program and I am um I'm French again, I guess. Here we are. <laughs> Full French circle. Anyway, picture it. It's 2019. You're at my house and we sit down to record a podcast so legendary that children and anthropologists will study it for many, many years. <laughs> Wait, no. Children, anthropologists, and um, uh, oh, like like uh, I'll I'll brainstorm it for a second. Like a like a like a psychosexual analyst analyst. Um, children, <laughs> anthropologists, and criminal psychologists will be measure will be will be <laughs> listening to will be studying it for years. I. Um. The, oh my god, that was bad. <laughs> I'm leaving all of that in. I'm not editing that down. <laughs> Good. Your face is wet. I'm Sam Hickman. <laughs> um, and I'm. <laughs> Fuck. Uh. <laughs> oh no. Oh no. We're and... so on today. And I. <laughs> And could I have some marshmallows on it? Just, um, could I get like marshmallows and cream on that? Thanks. Kat Deerfield. And this is Women Talking About Star Trek Voyager one year, two year bonus episode. Bonus episode. Happy anniversary to us. Wow. Women Talking About Star Trek Voyager. It's Kat and it's Sam. They are two friends. Two years in the game. Isn't that wild, Sam? It, I can't get my head around it. It's been two years. I mean, I can't get my head around it because the the previous year. I mean, we didn't really have a year. Yeah, this last well, year. Didn't, that, we, it doesn't count. Truly, we just recorded the one year anniversary bonus episode as far as my brain is concerned. Oh, man. So many memories. Remember how uh, at first we were rec- we were releasing an episode every week? <laughs> yes. Those were the days. And wow, now, incredible. when we actually probably definitely do have time to record an episode every week, we simply cannot. <laughs> it's too much. It's too much. It and I wouldn't much. want to put that pressure on the listeners to have True. to like, if they're watching along, watch an episode every week. That's a good point. Is of a 40 minute along? television? I, I assume someone is. Tweet us if you are yeah. watching along. We're sorry. I'm sorry that you had to watch the prom. I'm not, but Kat is. Yeah. Um, oh. we, so we had our own little assignments this, we this did. time around. We did. You watched. I watched uh, the first well, episode. you watched The Prestige. Uh, well, no, I'll tell you what I. 
So I texted Sam last night and said, I'm watching The Prestige. Um, I made it through seven minutes and 25 seconds of The Prestige before I said, no, this is not for me. This is not for me. Um, boy, people loved that movie when it came out. I they loved it. it. I don't. Anyway, um, yeah, it didn't grab me. Wasn't interested. Um, having already known the plot twist from speaking to you, which I do not regret at all. Um, <laughs> that shot at the beginning where there's just like a load of magician's hats strewed around the forest floor. No, can't do it. Christopher Nolan. Why do we keep letting him make movies? <laughs> Well, to be fair, we've only let him make like three. Like he's not. That's true. That's he's true. Not prolific. I did enjoy watching Inception in a cinema in 2010. I I can't yeah. I can't deny that he, you know, he is talented. It's enjoyable and, to watch. Yes. Uh, I don't know what the fuck I was supposed to be getting out of the Prestige, but it was not for me. Um. So that was not my assignment, though. That that was just a, a fun little uh, gambit. Seven minutes. Yeah, fun little seven minutes. Twenty five seconds. Seven minutes in heaven. <laughs> And I'm it. Wait, no, that's not my Hugh Jackman. What's my Hugh Jackman? <laughs> He's like a son I would have known. No, I, I was gonna say that's that's the gay pirate in them. Um, that Holland's is the ready. gay pirate. No, I had a really because I was watching the Prestige and I was doing his voice while I was doing it. Oh my goodness! He's like, bring him home. <laughs> Wait, is it a musical? He was in Les Mis. Oh, I, okay. Yeah, no, that's what I thought. It, My no. name is John Valjean. Oh, there we go. I did want go. to point out, though, I have already forgotten this man's name, unfortunately. I think, uh, anyway, whatever. But um, uh, the, the His judge... His name is Rob and he's your husband. <laughs> oh, yeah, that one. Uh, the judge in the early scenes of The Prestige is played by the guy who played the the American actor who played the English butler in The Nanny is the judge. <laughs> and I was just like, I can't with this. Why is everybody not playing their own accent? <laughs> Everyone switched around. But he is like famously mistaken for an English person because he so famously played an English part on American TV for a long time. But I have that same problem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh dear, you were the nanny. <laughs> <laughs> um, but only the wasabi nanny. <laughs> I made sushi this week with my extended household and I Crash was like, you have to watch the Nanny Wasabi clip. And I was like, what is this? I was just going to say, am I losing my mind? Because I thought I watched that with Rob this week and didn't talk to you about it. But I, I did Look watch it with us. Rob and didn't talk to you about it. Yeah. The circle is complete. We have the same. It's wild how we're so far apart, like <laughs> physically, but mentally and emotionally and spiritually parallel lines it's true we are so far apart maybe maybe 0.8 miles apart (laughs) yes nanny wasabi clip amazing um did you know that a lot of the nanny is on youtube like officially on youtube Mm -hmm. i did not uh rob and i watched the first episode of the nanny the other night it was a delight that that's my recommendation for the week everybody watch the nanny it's great nanny from start to finish (laughs) oh watch it from start to finish i'm intending to it was such a part of my childhood it's so interesting it's so funny because i i am understanding now looking back that I, I never understood that she was supposed to be, like, tacky. I just didn't. I just thought her clothes were the most glamorous and spectacular creations imaginable. And, like, honestly, they are fantastic. Like, I it's not like the people who were costuming her didn't know what they were doing. But I, I as a child, I didn't pick up on the, the coding of that as, like, 
low class as opposed to this. Also, why are why is this family English? <laughs> so, there's so many questions about the setup of this show. I just think Amer- American TV loves having English families for no particular reason. Be like fancy. <laughs> yeah, They're always yeah. fancy. We can't really conceptualize fanciness unless it's English people. <laughs> yeah. I think it comes from like the transatlantic accent. Yeah, kind probably. Of. That's interesting. Oh, also, um, the the son of the family, his name is Brighton Sheffield. <laughs> that is absolutely hilarious. If you had to pick a name that was two British country <laughs> cities, what would it be? Oh, um, uh, <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go with um, Staines Bletchley. How about you? Oh. <laughs> Bletchley uh... Staines. Bletchley Staines. Mine would be Stoke-on-Trent, York. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Welcome, Dame Stoke-on-Trent, York. (laughs) Why wouldn't you be like Brighton Cock Fosters? (laughs) Yes. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so did you watch Discovery in the I watched most of the first episode of Discovery. I'm sorry. (laughs) So... For our listener, uh, apparently we still have a listener after that incredible high energy tangent that we are known for um don't don't swear at me don't, <laughs> don't shoot the messenger i'm just i'm just trying to inject some pizzazz i'm just trying to as nicole kidman once said give it some zazz give it some anyway i was like you should watch discovery mm-hmm. what should i watch and you said i should watch the pom far episode of original series yes um, because the next episode of Voyager is a Pom Far. And also episode. just because um the, the Pom Far episode of the original series is so core to the fandom, uh, that I thought it was really, you know, good for you to watch it. I don't know what face I you're have, making. I have questions about the fandom now. <laughs> after that, after forty five minutes of wind chimes. <laughs> oh dear. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm look. I'm so looking forward to hearing what you thought about this, but I will say I didn't finish the discovery episode and I am sorry about that. Um, you were busy. Yeah. I wasn't busy. I just have poor time management. And also I forgot that I agreed to do that pretty much the second I said I was doing it. So yeah. welcome to my brain. Um, uh, I had like 18 hours to sort that out and I just, I immediately forgot. And then I remembered this morning and then I it didn't it didn't happen as quickly as that but i i'm really excited to finish the episode i really really enjoyed it when i tell you sorry i'm just launching into talking about it i go okay discovery episode one vulcan hello (laughs) the vulcan hello yes uh um this episode is is gonna have some weird energy everyone Sorry. Oh, welcome. <laughs> welcome to our entire podcast, but especially this episode. Um, yeah, so the Vulcan hello, a Vulcan hello. Vulcan I hello. I feel like we're both tired, but we're not delirious tired yet. Yeah. We're just like sleepy. That's very accurate. I am I am very sleepy. Um <laughs> <laughs> I'm sleepy and I won't go Sorry. bed. Sorry, I'm very sleepy. I keep burping. It's really delightful. <laughs> Sorry, everyone. <laughs> um, right, Discovery, episode one. Uh really drew me right in i had i have some questions that probably i would have do you need to do you need to go no to it was okay. it was something in the okay. kitchen um 
I I guess I have questions that might be answered by me finishing the episode I said I was going to watch. Um, I guess that we open this episode with um, the, well, it's it's a depiction of the Klingon Empire that's maybe from the past. Yeah, because they're a hundred years in the past. Oh, so they from are from the original series. Okay, the Discovery is a hundred years. But I think prior. I, I reading between the lines, I was getting the sense that this version of the Klingon Empire is itself from somewhat in the past of of yeah. the of Discovery. Like, yeah, okay. So I gotta say that like the depiction of the Klingons strikes me as a little problematic. <laughs> just oh, like, yeah. could you just go ahead and keep them the same that they've always looked? Because don't double down on all of the ethnic stereotypes that are rolled into this. Like, what? <laughs> but maybe maybe that's inaccurate uh, because I didn't finish watching the episodes. So Sam is wiggling her eyebrows at me a lot. It evolves <laughs> as the series goes on. Okay, okay. I figured there was something like that. Um, And also, yeah, like I, I, I have... um. I have some opinions about, which I'm sure I've voiced before on the podcast, about the way that science fiction in in a wider sense than just the Star Trek universe has a tendency to, um, there's like a series of things that go along with tropes about certain kinds of aliens and certain kinds of alien locations. And there was a lot of that in this episode because there's that, that shot of the Klingons who are in this kind of dark cave-like uh rocky kind of very very like natural substances building kind of space like it seems like they're in a cave kind of questionable uh and then and then just to go from that to this uh to this desert world uh i it always it always raises my like hackles a little bit when when science fiction is using those sorts of visual tropes and and the like the warm lens that it was used in both of those versus the the cooler uh the cooler lens that they use not lens the cooler color tones that they use in, on the um, on the ship in the show. Anyway, but I, I don't have a lot to say about that because I didn't finish watching the episode. But I will say, uh, when I tell you that my heart sank when I saw that Michelle Yeoh was listed as special guest appearance by, <laughs> oh no, oh. Oh, oh no, you have to, you have Devastating. to wait. You have to, mm. you have to wait because um, spoiler. Yeah. I... <laughs> She does die in the first episode. I figured. However, oh, she does heavily feature throughout the series. Oh, okay, okay. Well, that's good. That's that's somewhat. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Um. But yeah. No. I enjoyed. I enjoyed what I saw. I enjoyed what I saw. I enjoyed the characterization that I saw. Um. Yeah, yeah, it seems seems good. I I noticed it's very dark on this ship, which is interesting. Yeah, it's really it's an dark, and choice. there's a lot of fighting. That's interesting. That's interesting. Like, as the series goes on, especially if you're like juxtaposing it with Voyager, mm. the amount of like battles and fist fighting and prolonged fist fighting, mm. like they make use of Michelle Yeoh being on the show. Oh right, okay, but. Like if you juxtapose it with any other star starship Star Trek, it's like, what am I watching? This is like so violent. That's interesting because um, that was something that um, uh, gets well. So Gene Roddenberry had um, had said had specified that they couldn't show like um, on Next Generation. Uh, they weren't in- initially able to show people within the ship having like fights because yeah yeah. um 
So it's interesting because obviously that's something that because he had passed away by the time Voyager was on air, I believe. Yeah. They were like, he's dead. We can do whatever we want now. <laughs> well, uh, no, but I, I think they'd, they'd incorporated a bit more of that. But it's interesting to know that, um, that yeah, that Discovery has maybe explored that uh, that side of Starfleet a little bit more. Um, what do you think is one thing that people will start doing once your dad... Once I'm dead? Yeah. <laughs> How do you think your legacy will be disgraced? Um... I would say about 50% of the people who I know have actually read things that I've re- that I've written about um about uh space and culture about 50% of them choose to believe that what I have said is that space is like this amazing egalitarian queer future space that's full of possibility and excitement for everyone and it's very interesting to try to have conversations with people who 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 I I know have actually read something I've written but have somehow taken that away from it <laughs> so I think I think that's already how my legacy is being disgraced <laughs> Do you know the story about um, the one time that I was interviewed by the media? <laughs> the media, please tell me. I was interviewed for uh, a a publication that I do not think I don't know if it exists anymore. I haven't checked in a while, but I just I had a strong feeling it didn't exist. It wasn't going to exist for very long when they interviewed me. But um, it was an online publication. Let's just say I'm going to try and a W magazine. <laughs> yeah, it was W magazine. I was interviewed for the science section of a publication and I would love to give more details, but I don't want to get in trouble. But, uh, I, the, the interview was over Skype and it wasn't amazing. Like I, I felt a little bit like I was being, I was asked extremely leading questions and I didn't enjoy that very much. Uh, and then, uh, I was sent a copy of the, of the, of the interview. Yeah. It wasn't an interview. It was an article where they interviewed me and another person and, um, it was about sex in space, basically. And uh, at the end of the article, they just uh, they just fabricated a, a quote from me that was like <laughs> the opposite of what I think and oh, incredibly flowery. It was like it was basically me saying it's just you so it's just so great how like we have this futuristic space that we're you know as we move further into space we're just like really gonna see more possibilities for queer futures and queer potentials and really when you get into space everybody's queer and I was just like wow what and so I emailed I emailed the person and was like you have to remove that because I did not say that and I I, I just like said that because I was like I'm not gonna I'm not going to say that I will sue you for this because I don't have the money, but like, hopefully you understand how inappropriate this is. And, uh, and they just, uh, they did remove that line. And then, um, and then a while later, someone else from the same publication emailed me to ask me if I could, um, if I could be interviewed on the topic of how zero gravity affects penises. And I was like, quite literally no, because I am not a biologist, (laughs) but also why are you contacting me again? Why would I ever talk to you again? Anyway. Because people refuse to learn from their mistakes. Yeah, it was really that publication's to me. dead, and we don't care about them anymore. <laughs> I should look but it up. But please tell me what it was after. I will. You, you won't know it. <laughs> this will be like the thing with the handcuffs last week. Oh, I think I cut. Oh no, I didn't cut you the last. You did. You did. You did. I'm teasing it for the no, listeners. No, I cut so it. So they're like, so they're like, 
what is the handcuff thing? Did I cut it out entirely? I thought I left in. No, you just cut in the. You left in yeah. the. You left in the little. You left in the teaser. We know what we're doing here on women talking about scared drink <laughs> Uh Anyway, um, yeah. Have you what what? How will your legacy be disgraced? Oh, I think uh, the minute I either sell this house or die, the garden is becoming a grass lawn. Oh. The minute I go. I think you'll be lucky if it's... If you sell your house, you'll be lucky if it becomes a grass lawn and not just a complete piece of concrete. Yeah. People love doing that. People love doing oh, that. Oh, they love doing that. It's so offensive. <laughs> that was the most attractive face I've ever loved <laughs> doing that. <laughs> oh, dear. I, I've been watching the US office recently and one of my favorite things that happens in it, by the way, controversial opinion, it's a funny show. <laughs> I, I know. I think it's become very, uh, very cool to shit on the, the US office. Um, it's, it's funny. Uh, there's a, there's a, there, I can't remember what it is that they're doing. They're searching for something that's hidden in the office and it's like very important and serious. I don't know. Um, but then Oscar pulls up a piece of carpet and then looks under it and says, there's hardwood floors under here. Why would someone do that? It's just It was such an out of place joke for the show. And I just, I felt seen. <laughs> uh, why would someone do that? Why would that? someone do this? Yeah, no, I, yeah. I always wonder what's under, what's under the carpet in my flat. Have you knocked on the floor? Um, it sounds wooden. I just don't know, like, how wooden. <laughs> it's probably an MDF. Yeah, probably. I the the entryway probably at one point had tile, and I don't I don't know if they were just kept. Is this interesting for everyone? <laughs> it's interesting for us. We don't care about the other people. It's a bonus episode. It's just this thing about like uh, how so many of the houses in this city were built in an era where. It was just the norm to put really like beautiful tiling on the on the fronts of buildings. I'm obsessed with the tiles on the buildings in Cardiff, and and I feel very lucky to to be yeah renting a flat in a house that has beautiful tiles in the in the kind of little entryway. But I, I suspect there probably were also tiles inside the house in in the bit that's now like the hallway where the flats doors are. Anyway, yeah. what a what a fascinating story. I watched you season watched... two, episode one of Star Trek, the original series, a mock time, yes, baby. And... and I watched it in the bath because oh. if Spock's going to be horny, I'm going to be horny. <laughs> 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 oh. um, for our listeners, if we haven't already mentioned this, Sam's bathtub is like the biggest bathtub that has ever oh, it's existed. A, it's an ocean, baby. It's an ocean. I put in a bubble bath oh. and I... You know, I just <laughs> luxuriated, <laughs> luxuriated. Uh, so how did I, you? Because I was bored. I <laughs> I was bored yesterday. I had a headache. I oh. I keep. I know that we. I we're sitting on the loudest chair in the world. So if you hear, it's not me farting all the time, <laughs> but um, it's her I it's me farting all the time. I, the I have a poopy ball. <laughs> um, so I, I, I keep doing this stupid fucking thing where anytime I feel less than phenomenal, I'm like, oh, it's coronavirus. Oh. It has to be. It has to be. It can, I can. So yesterday, yesterday I was like, it was like 730 at night. I was like, I have a headache, attention headache. 
I feel sleepy. Definitely coronavirus. I like loss of appetite. Definitely coronavirus. What had I done that day? I I I hear you ask. I woke up seven thirty. Um, had a shower, went downstairs, ate breakfast, and then spent from like eleven until four p.m. at my kitchen table at my sewing machine, not eating, just looking down. Oh, <laughs> I was like, you, yeah, you, you fucking idiot! You've given yourself a headache. Of course you're gonna. <laughs> I'm so stupid. I'm, but I did oh. finish those dungarees. Oh, that's exciting! So. I think we're all summertime, baby. We're all doing that at the moment, though. I, I, yeah, I've had heartburn for a few days off and on, which I, which happens to me because I have poorly managed stress, uh, and um, and uh, and I was tired, and I was just like, well, this is it. It's <laughs> <laughs> the big one. Um. Yeah, pro- probably not. Probably not. We really need to get out of our own heads and really get out into the we world or really whatever. Do yeah, no, seriously. Anyway, well, I've got an immigration so. appointment on Monday, so that's fun. Exciting, it's- and I have a. Should should I edit that out? Are you uh, keeping it a secret? If it ha, I oh yeah, let's keep it a secret. Let's keep the handcuff thing a secret. <laughs> um. I'll bleep so it. So I was... I'll bleep it. Sorry, uh, go on, go on. Yeah, we'll bleep it. We'll bleep it. As if I said something absolutely lur- lurid. Or, or just lurid. incredibly sensitive. Like, you're working for MI5 or something. There's an embargo. <laughs> I once did a, a BBC Horizons gig and they were like, there's information embargo on this press release of one day. You can't announce it until one day. <laughs> and it was like... The, the actual promo for the thing was just, like, bad. <laughs> like, it was just, like, a picture of me with, like, a at St. Fagan's Food Festival. <laughs> it's like, this was what you... <laughs> oh, dear. It's not name brand talent. It's just me and a bunch of singer-songwriters. <laughs> I think we're okay. <laughs> That's really funny. Anyway, um... So yes, I'm in the bath. You're in the bath. I'm watching Spock be like, I'm aggressive. The old Star Trek. Don't care for it. I know you don't. I don't, know you don't. don't. Don't care for it. Why are the skirts so short? They're Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's pretty offensive. I don't understand why they're so short and they're not jumpsuits. That's Yeah, I that's mean, that's what I have in it's the late with. 60s, so everything could have been a romper. I just It could have been Romper equals ignorant, ignorant discondry, that instant <laughs> dignity. Okay, there we go. <laughs> Only women of Christ wear rompers. <laughs> what? Anyway, so it, the plot of Amok Time, baby, is that Spock is like angry, and then the boys are like, why is he so angry? And he's like, I want to go to Vulcan. And they're like, we can't. We have to go to uh, not Alastria, Alizar 6 or whatever. <laughs> and and then there's like, no, we're going to go to Vulcan. And then he's like, no, we're going to go to Alastria 6. The sexual tension between Spock and Kirk, like, I was lying in the bath, surrounded by beautiful bubbles, smelling of orange blossom, <laughs> shouting, just kiss already at my computer. Um... They did not, sadly. <laughs> and then, and then, and then, and then 
and then there's like one blonde woman. Is she the one from the from the episode where they go like back in time into Tuvok's mind? <clears throat> um, I oh gosh, so I should have rewatched Demokta because I don't remember exactly what happens outside of the main action of it. I I would have thought that she was already off the show by this point, but I could be wrong. That the, you're 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 um uh you're talking about Janice Rand, um played by Grace Lee Whitney, uh, and I don't. I don't, I don't think it was her. I'll, I can check while you're... But she does famously bring Spock some soup. Soup. Oh, Some soup. You love soup. I can't get away from soup. You I love it so love much. love soup. <laughs> Me chasing soup. Don't go chasing waterfalls unless they're made out of soup. <laughs> Your absolute dream, a waterfall of soup. A waterfall. If you had to have a waterfall of soup, what kind of soup would it be? Gazpacho. Oh, nice and cool. <laughs> what about you? Great, great for great for cooling down in the summer <laughs> yeah. heat. What about you? Uh, probably minestrone. <laughs> okay. Do you like minestrone? I don't know, but you could probably sieve it to just get the good things up. Have a bowl of dry minestrone. Uh, yeah, probably if that's what you wanted. <laughs> anyway, she brings him soup, and he's like, "I hate you." Um, but by the end of the episode, he's like, maybe you bring me some soup, bitch. I think possibly um, you're talking about um, uh, 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 Majel Barrett, who... They're the same woman in my mind. They're very much not. Um, I might be mispronouncing her name, but Majel Barrett is the voice of the computer um, up until... I think... Ma- I, I can't remember if she was the voice of the computer in Enterprise or not, but certainly she's the voice of the computer up to um, Voyager. Wow, good for her. Yeah. I think she pa- oh, I think she died sweet like toward the end of Voyager's run, but yeah. sad. She was um Jean Ronbray's wife. And she oh, played the the, you know. the nurse in the original series. Yes, it was the nurse. I'm wrong, she did not die during Voyager's run. She died in 2008. Anyway, I oh. I'm pretty sure that's who She really you were missed the of. financial crisis. Uh that that may that may indeed be true really dodged a bullet i think about all of like the older celebrities who died before like our times now and i'm like you know what they missed they had a they had a good run and they missed all of the boring stuff at the end (laughs) this isn't the end sure it's only the beginning the beginning the beginning of the rest of your life rupaul yeah um i know (laughs) <laughs> it's a it's a song I know. It's a RuPaul. Song. They go they go to they go to they go to Vulcan, um, and and he has to for some reason Spock has to fight Kirk for his his lovely lady. Um, <laughs> what was that accent? <laughs> for his lovely lady waiting in the dark. This is La Miz episode. Okay. okay. I never place where no one goes. I like to go there in my dream mind <laughs> not in my castle on a cloud anyway so they're on a castle <laughs> on a cloud and they're like look down and they like fight or whatever um and then the he's like the air is too thin it's too hot and the air is too thin spot kirk is gonna is gonna die and then spock kills Kirk. Meanwhile, this entire fucking episode from when they arrive on Vulcan to like half an hour later when they leave, 
wooden wind chimes constantly. <laughs> constantly. The entire time. Someone is rattling wind chimes. <laughs> okay. It's all you hear. It's all you hear. And I'm like sat here like trying to watch the show in the bath. Like they're fighting. Ooh. Spock's so horny. Ooh. And it's all I hear is click, 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 click. The clicking of the clicking of, of wooden wind chimes in the breeze. Um, which is exhausting. Anyway, Spock thinks he's killed Kirk, and then he's like I'm done. This is done. And then he like turns to his would be wife and she's like, why did you pick Kirk? And sh- instead of, instead of the guy you wanted. And she was like, well, the guy I wanted actually wanted me. And if I went with you, <laughs> if I just went with, <laughs> no, it was, it was, so I picked a guy that would fight that wasn't him because if he won, he would let me have that guy. And if you won, you would let me have this guy. So, and he's like, wow, your logic is sound. <laughs> and she's like, thanks. Thanks. And then he goes back and Spock and, and Kirk is alive. And that's the end of the episode. Oh. I can't find the key that we're in, but here we are. Anyway. <laughs> Sorry. Um, well, I'm glad that you enjoyed it so much. <laughs> it was, um, I think it was a factor of being in the bath and, yeah. you know. Well, I'm glad you've seen it. Um, now you know all of the lore that, that started it all. Uh, and, and as we've mentioned, the next episode of Voyager we'll be doing is... Um, uh, blood fever, which is a Ponfar based episode. Blood fever, blood fever. There are a couple of Ponfar episodes of Voyager. Yeah, there are. Um, but we haven't. It'll be ages before we get to the other one, though. Oh. Toward the end. Um, but yeah. So we, yes, we will. Uh, we will talk about Ponfar again next time. Uh, so our, I mean, it's. <laughs> It's interesting to me that you didn't have more familiarity with this aspect of the original series uh, be- before because you seem to have naturally fallen into the homoerotic reading of Star Trek that was to certain ex- to a certain extent sparked by this episode of, of the original so series. close the whole time and they're like fighting over a woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is gay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Fellas, is it gay to fight was- over a woman? Yes. To fight your best friend over a woman. <laughs> oh, dear. It had real Tom and Harry vibes. <laughs> That's all I'll say. That's all I'll say. One chokes the other one out. I'm sorry, but... <laughs> uh, yep. I'm, I'm so sorry, but... Are you sorry? If you can... If you can, yes, I am so sorry, but if uh, you can easily find a porn version of whatever it is that the actions took place, it's gay. It's it's gay. If you can't easily find... If you can, oh. <laughs> best friend choke each other out. <laughs> um, you make a good point. Thank you. I've done my research. <laughs> Oh, stop it. Oh, stop it. I'm so naughty. Oh, my God. What if we did one episode where we pretended to be English? <laughs> one of us is English. 
Yes, but I don't sound it unless I do an accent. How am I going to trick the natives? Sometimes I like to wind up my English husband by saying, All right, governor, in that voice. (laughs) Put another coal in the stocking. (laughs) Fancy cup of tea. (laughs) Anyway, uh, do you have any final bits before we... This incredible episode that we have done... Oh, the Voyager Bible. I have. Uh, so in the last uh, in the last episode, we teased a new segment uh, where we will be reading. I will be reading sections of the the cast and crew Bible from Star Trek Voyager, which I should we do that on of. a proper episode. Fine. OK. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking if people go, oh, a bonus episode, I don't care. <laughs> I just feel like okay. we'll be robbing them if we... If <laughs> All right. We... All right, well... Also, maybe we go to Taco Bell. <laughs> yeah, eventually we're going to go to Taco Bell. Eventually we're going to go to Taco Bell. <laughs> oh my God. We're the stupidest bits. <laughs> Should we start describing everything in the show as the prestige? <laughs> would, that be, would that be the new... But, like, pretend we didn't understand what happened in the prestige and we're like, it's just like the... There's a twist. (laughs) Anytime, anytime there's something that isn't exactly, it's like a mild twist. We're like, and it's just like the prestige, (laughs) or just like any, yeah, yeah, (laughs) or any like any explanation of anything. The thing that's being explained is always called the prestige, but we have to say it in a Michael Caine impression voice. The prestige. The prestige. We're so silly. Oh, my God. Um, uh, yeah, no, I, I'm afraid because I didn't actually finish watching the episode of Discovery that I don't have any more to say about it. <laughs> my God. Why do people wow. listen to this podcast? <laughs> I have been hyper-local. Oh, wait, no. Um, uh, oh, my gosh. Well, I already used my... Um, I... The... <laughs> if the climate doesn't get you, the thinner will. <laughs> I've said that's my that's my Simone from Drag Race is that like don't let the smooth taste fool you baby. (laughs) Good, good. If the heat doesn't kill you, the thinner will. I'm Sam. I've been Sam Hickman, (laughs) and and I've been hyper local celebrity and singing harpist Cat Deerfield. And this was women talking about about Star Star Trek. Trek. Voyager. Voyager. Remember when we used to do that at the end of every yeah, episode? Yeah, we've kind of stopped doing that, haven't we? I mean, it doesn't work as well when we're apart. Sad. It is sad. Bye-bye, everyone. Bye. Bye. <laughs> that was abrupt. We're only 40 minutes into recording. Yeah, I don't want them to have like a full ep- I don't... I think... I think we keep it tight, you know? <laughs> okay, I think okay. we keep it... I think we keep it, you know... St- Streamlined and okay. streamlined and sexy, just like me. Okay. So small, so small, skinny. Okay, goodbye. Goodbye, goodbye, goodbye. They say in space no one can hear you scream. The star bleeds one hell of a place. But now we've come to the end of our show. Did you survive or will you die in disgrace?